Hello, my name is Steve D'Agostino, and my co-host Anne Fernald and I welcome you to the Twice Over podcast, because to teach is to learn twice over. In this episode, When the World Stops, Learning Continues, Anne and I are joined by Matt Butler, Director of Military and Veteran Services at Fordham University, who shares his thoughts about supporting student vets, strategies for adapting to our new reality, and the importance of staying connected in a seemingly disconnected world. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do at Fordham and maybe how your job has changed since we went fully online on March 10th? Well, first, and Steve, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's my great honor to be the Director of Military and Veteran Services. And the thing that I do, uh, that, that I try to do best is to support the full student veteran life cycle. And in all the parts and pieces, that means from a transitioning service member that is getting out of the military or has gotten out of the military, that is thinking about higher education and trying to find their way through their benefits, the admissions process, uh, to once they're, they're on board, they've been admitted, helping them understand the resources that are available to them. And then making sure that they've got the academic support, that they've got the full breadth of Fordham support, including very specific veterans initiatives and career services and all of the things that will help them be successful to get to where they want to be at the end of their degree program. And that's with gainful employment and career that gives them the best quality of life uh, and gives them something something to aspire to. Some of the primary focus is our Veterans Center, our Veterans Resource Center, where veterans and dependents can come, get information, ask questions. Uh, We've got a physical space that we've turned into a virtual space where they can basically act as a green zone, Uh, kind of a familiar term from a safe space where they can congregate, fellowship, again, get the the help that they need, and also to orient them in the direction that they want to go. Can you say a little bit more about what that green zone looks like online? Our virtual vet center has turned into a Tuesday and Thursday uh, open session on Zoom where anyone can join. We advertise the link on our social media platforms and in our e-newsletter that we send to all the student veterans and dependents. And that's just a a time for them to, again, share what's going on in their world or come in and ask questions of me and, and the vet center staff, which are mostly student veterans that are on a VA work study. We also have Prove interns which is a program out of the Silverman School of Social Work at Hunter College. Fordham is the first school outside of the CUNY network to provide two social work students that can just be there to, to help connect students with services. One is a military dependent. The other is, is not a veteran, but they're in, interested in supporting veterans and dependents, and they're a great resource. 
Matt, I'd like to thank you for your service. My father and my brother were both in the Navy, so I have some sense of how formative and impactful those experiences were for them. And I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing just briefly about your military background and maybe talk a little bit about the transition from that career into the work you're currently doing to support veterans at Fordham? I'm a retired Marine. I was in the Marine Corps on active duty from 1994 until October of 2014. And I was a combat correspondent, a journalist, photojournalist, uh, and public relations for the Marine Corps. I helped tell the Marine Corps story and tell the American public what their Marines were doing for them around the world. I had the opportunity to be stationed on the East Coast and the West Coast and was deployed to Djibouti, Africa, uh, Iraq, and Afghanistan, uh, and a couple other places as well. So I had a, a really great experience in the Marine Corps. There were some really tough times, but it was a very, it was a time that I was very proud to serve our, our country in that capacity as a, as a Marine. And then making the transition, uh, you would think would, with that experience would be easy, but it, it wasn't. So much of what I do today to support student veterans is really what I learned from my own transition. Although I was you know, I had more experience in the Marine Corps than a lot of our current student veterans. The, the challenges that I see them facing were some of the same challenges that I, I faced. So making a decision to leave something that gives you a sense of purpose and pride. Every day you could wake up and you knew what you were doing with your life. You put on a uniform, you had an identity, you had people around you that, that cared about you, that gave you the guidance that you needed to, to be your best self, to be a member of a team that had a mission to do. And then when you leave that, you leave the military really as an individual and you lose that team, you lose that sense of, of purpose. And that can be very challenging. You have to go through a whole developmental learning process to find your footing again in your new uh, reality. So when you left your home four or 20 years previously, you go back to some place that's not the same. If you do go home, you, you just got to find your, your new norm. And that can be very challenging. And I use, again, my personal experience to help inform the services and support that we provide transitioning service members. That's so interesting and moving what you say. And one of the things I'm struck by in that reflection is the similarities to and differences from what we're all going through leaving Fordham. Because I don't think universities really imagine themselves as being a team uh, the way that people I know, my friends, uh, as you know, one of my college roommates is an Air Force veteran. She just retired after about 35 years of service. And my dad was in the Army, peacetime Army, for a couple years. And, you know, when they talk about their service, they talk in similar ways to what you just described of having been on a team, having been part of something. I think a lot of college students really see the pursuit of a college education as very individualized. But now that we're all scattered, 
I think we're coming to realize the extent to which we were a team. And I'm wondering what that makes you reflect on how we can maintain some of that community as a campus when we can't be in the same place together. One of the things that I always try to do with veterans and non-veterans alike is just to build bridges where we can meet and understand each other more. And right now, the experience that I'm feeling is much like a deployment that I had to Iraq for a year, a year-long deployment, where you have a sense of being contained or isolated, if you will. Your, your typical life that you had really gets condensed down to your daily uh, mission. It might be your uh, combat outpost or you know the base that you're on. And when you go out for missions, you know it's a it's there's danger involved. So we're all at home now, and if we leave our house, there's you know there's a real danger in taking precautions like PPE, for instance. PPE was an acronym that most service members knew well before Corona. And now I think it's, it's part of our vernacular in America. PPE is personal pr- protective equipment. So hmm. when you go out on a mission, you have your PPE. You know what that set of standards are. You know, your flak vest, your Kevlar helmet, your, your gloves, your protective eyewear. Now it's a mask. I think that some of the experiences that that we had in the military, we're all sharing some similarities. And I think that we can find uh, connectivity to help support each other in a way that we didn't think that we would be able to in the past. So from where you sit at the university with your close contact with our student veterans, I'm wondering what you'd want other faculty members to know and other members of the Fordham community to know about what students really need right now? I think we need direction. Oftentimes, that doesn't need to be, okay, this is how it's going to turn out, but this is just the direction that we're going to go in. I think that saying that these are challenging times, but we're going to get it through it together is really important. There needs to be a sense of hope. There needs to be a sense that we're going to still learn through this process. It may not be ideal, but this is this is where we're at and we're going to do our best together. I think that two-way communication about this new space is really important. So being open and honest Veterans, I will tell you that veterans have a reluctancy to ask for help. They they really want to be self-reliant. And I think this is a good time to say, hey, I'm vulnerable in this situation and I need some more help. And I think that that's really a message for everybody, you know, to not let this sense of isolation that we're experiencing be the barrier that prevents us from moving forward. That this is the best time to take the time when we would be distracted by other things to think about our approach towards the future, to use this time the best that we can to set ourselves up 
for the future. And I think that's part of the learning process that, that when the world stops, learning continues. And that learning is the thing that's going to give us the footing for once we're out of isolation, once we're back to whatever the new norm is, that people will have the confidence that they put in the time and effort to prepare themselves to be ready for that. Do you know that great quote from the once and future king? The best thing for when you're sad is to learn something. That's what you need to do is to learn something. I think about that quotation a lot when I'm sad and I've been thinking about it a lot in this time, you know, it's just, just try and learn something. One of the things that's great about the post 9-11 GI Bill, which is the reason why many of our veterans are at Fordham and why there are so many veterans and dependents at, at universities across the country, is it provides a level of stability for them because it comes with the ability to pay for school and the housing stipend pays for the rent, pays for food, pays for travel. And that those are really important aspects that I think as professors um, need to understand as well, because as someone struggles in the classroom, there are consequences uh, that might impact their GI Bill benefits, right? So if someone ha- feels like they're they're failing or, or they need to withdraw from a class, there may be something that that causes um, them to lose some of their their entitlements or their benefits, or they would incur a, a debt back to the VA. When all things are going well in the classroom, it's rainbow and sunshine. But when things get tough, that's where the veteran support here at Fordham, along with the faculty, uh, we, we get in and we, we take on those challenges and help the veteran get through those times best informed and, and hopefully put them on a path for success so that their benefits aren't impacted by, by the challenges. Uh, initially, when we saw that things were going to, to go online, uh, resident classes going online, we we knew that how the current GI Bill is writ- was written, uh, that that would significantly reduce their housing allowance. So the school with um, the director of government relations, we started, you know, supporting bipartisan legislation that was being drafted, which ultimately got signed into law uh, to give veterans their full benefits in this online um, wow. experience, which is is really wonderful. It's a great opportunity for, for our current student veterans to know and have the confidence that they're not going to be impacted financially. And certainly for prospective student veterans, at least for this year, if they start classes, even if they're online, that they could still get their full entitlement for a resident class that's being taught online because of corona or other emergencies. That's amazing. Thank you for doing that. 
So, Matt, would you be willing for old time's sake and for the folks at home just to get down and give us 20? Is that something? Ha! I can do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> As we're all sequestered at home to think about ways that we can all try to, to maintain a certain level of physical health and the mind-body connection and how important that is. Do you have any tips that, about like what are some things that you've been doing to try to keep fit? So I, literally, again, going back to the military, uh, there's a system called TRX, which uh, is a, a set of bands that are adjustable and it can be put up in just about any space, something that troops would use in the field tied up to their uh, their MRAP, their military vehicle, and then start knocking out uh, push-ups and squats and and different exercises. So I've used that and certainly taking walks and and, and keeping a distance, but uh, being outside as much as possible. But coming up with a routine. Routines are, are really important, I think, in well, certainly they were with military life and even more so during deployments where you're working all day. And sometimes that's what this feels like. We're like all day in front of the computer. You have to take some breaks and you have to give your, your mind a chance to, to reset and exercise and routines are really important, I believe, to help all of us get through this with the best mental health at the end of the day, you know, so much of that is key for mental health, I believe. Obviously, I'm not a mental health expert, but this is this is what I've learned uh, from dealing with crisis in the past. I, I believe that there are things that we're doing now that we should be able to carry on into the future. And, and certainly, although the Zoom and online platforms can can be challenging. I think one of the things that I found pretty fascinating about it is I've seen more people on Zoom than I have, you know, sitting in the office at Fordham. So there's certainly a balance. We'll be happy to to be face to face again. But some of these opportunities that we're really flexing a skill set that I think will be part of our future more and more, particularly when we see the value in this technology. Are there any other resources that have been helpful to you in thinking about how to get through this time? What have you been turning back to? I have a group of, of student veterans who inspire me. They're really hand in hand in the support of the Fordham Veterans Initiative because they are smart, they're brilliant, they're capable, and I'm just thrilled to be able to work with them. So as we've addressed this challenge, we've really taken it on as a mission, like we would in the military to some degree, with a sense of purpose and focus that gives us the direction to, to move forward. And I think, you know, sometimes you've got to find your purpose, and that can be challenging. But for me, that's been the rewarding thing is taking this challenge and turning it into something good. And also, I'm really excited about an opportunity that we're discussing with the Department of Veteran Services in New York City that they're creating called Buddy Check. And that's basically will be volunteers and, and student veterans volunteering to 
call veterans in the New York community. There are more than 200,000 veterans in the five boroughs. And, you know, so we're going to work with uh, DVS, Department of Veteran Services, to, to help do the buddy check, the phone calls, and make sure that, that people are well. And uh, if they're not, then get them connected with the right services and support. Veterans and, and many of us want to give back in whatever way we can. And that might be a part of, of what comes out of this is the desire to continue to serve. Are there other ways in which you see your mission or your sense of purpose redefined in this moment? Are there other parts of your job that you have renewed clarity about? Like, oh, right, that's why I do this. Obviously, employment is a really uh, challenging thing right now. And there's never been a, a better time to prepare for that level of uncertainty. And I think we're continuing to do the things that we would do in person, but now virtually. For instance, we have a program called Edge for Vets, which is a program that is run through Fordham. And it's a one-day class that gives a veteran an opportunity to come up with a value statement, to list their skills, to help them think about their future and prepare a plan for success so that they have the life that they want at the end of that program. And knowing that, again, it's going to be a very tough job market, you know, in the near future, we have graduates, you know, here in May, and it's going to be tough for them. So really focusing in on that aspect giving them the support is really critical. You know, what sparks an employer's interest when they talk to a veteran or when they talk to anyone for that matter. So really honing in on providing that level of support uh, with our career services, with the additional veteran-specific career support. There's another program that we offer, for instance, it's, a, it's, it's through 4Block, which is organization that provides really some of the best training to help veterans connect with employers from resume to their pitches to uh, knowing how to network and then just getting exposed to really you know powerful companies in the New York uh, area and we offer that as as a one credit class for undergraduate student veterans it's a career transition class so bringing in four block to talk about that program and, and what we offer specifically to help student veterans be prepared for employment once they graduate. What are some things you would say to the typical instructor about how they can really leverage off of the unique experiences of veterans in their classes to in enrich uh, class discussions and make connections to the material when possible. One of the things that is that I hear often from professors is just the breadth of experience that veterans bring to the classroom in a unique way that they bring different perspectives that that help inform and and challenge you know even their own personal thoughts. Uh, I think that you know, one of the great things is 
the critical thinking aspect of, you know, challenging veterans who have perceptions about the world and really engaging some of those thoughts uh, in the classroom in a way that either reaffirms or helps them change their ideas. The level of diversity of experience, of background that veterans bring to the classroom is really something that can be tapped into and drawn on to help others understand the world that we've seen. It's a complicated scenario to have, you know, kind of the experience that a veteran does when they deploy, for instance, and that level of, of experience and insight can, can be pretty profound sometimes. Sometimes vets will want to talk about it. Um, sometimes they won't. But I think they're they're all more than willing to to give their their thoughts and opinions and and certainly then they should be you know challenged as well. And I think that's okay. You've been talking a lot about you know veterans helping veterans and providing support to each other. But also one of the first things you said about veterans is their reluctance to ask for help for themselves. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that tension between this real powerful desire to serve and also the real need for self-care. One of the things that the military training does is you'll be taught to be reliant on yourself and to figure things out. And sometimes it can be seen as weakness to ask for help. And certainly that might be the case in some situations in the military. The challenge really is to tell them, hey, this is a different environment. This is not the, the place where you need to, to be a soldier or, or a Marine or an airman. That you're, There are good things that you learn in the military, and there are things that as you make this transition back to civilian life, you can leave behind. And I think that that's that's one of those things that you, as you know, again, speaking to a, a service member or, or a veteran is that this is the environment to ask for help. And certainly you're not going to be penalized. You, you're going to be rewarded because the reward is, is that there are people that love and care and truly are inspired to help you find your success, to overcome the challenges that you're experiencing. And that is really the, the beauty behind asking for help, because there are a lot of people that are willing, able, and capable of helping you when you ask for help. I'm wondering if there's anything we didn't get a chance to talk about that you wanted to make sure we went over? I think the thing that stands out in my mind that as I try to inspire and support veterans is that they fall back on some of their training at a time where we all feel like we're alone. The more connections that we can make, the better that we'll all be. They are leaders and we're in a world where Leadership is one of the things that sometimes can be lacking. And to remember those leadership skills that they learned and how to help, again, be a mentor, help develop, help check in on their fellow veterans, but they're also their non-veteran classmates. And 
understanding that we're we're all experiencing something together and we can all be a little bit more compassionate and understanding with each other. I think that we all have that ability to do, particularly at a university like Fordham where you know, the care of the whole person is at the core of, of who we are and what we do and what we stand for. But they have an opportunity to, to do better than what we've done in the past. And this is a good time to, to be our best selves. Do you have a teacher that you look back on as someone who inspired you or maybe a mentor or someone in your past who taught you something who's come out as particularly salient in this moment? I look back to my high school art teacher. Uh, who was also a veteran. And I was inspired by his creativity, but also his experience in the Air Force that he would share with us. And he was the type of teacher that truly cared about all of his students and didn't have didn't have favorites. If somebody was had showed talent, he would give them the same attention and care that someone that didn't have natural talent. And he was really trying to develop something that was beyond just the art itself. And I think that in some ways, that's, that's a common theme with most really good teachers is it's about the content, but it's even more uh, than that. So. That's why I fondly uh, remember uh, Mr. Sawicki. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. I really, really appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Twice Over Podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, with new episodes appearing twice each week. For host and guest bios and show notes, please visit our website, twiceoverpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twiceover1 or email us at twiceoverpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.